Welcome to Bold Girl Biz Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to fearless and brave entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Robbie Walls. So consider yourself one step closer to success. Why? Because you're going to hear lessons learned through failures, setbacks, and sometimes laughable moments in business. And the resilience it takes to get back up, shake it off, and move you from failure to success as a way to grow your business and build income. Let's go. Hey, welcome everyone to Bold Girl Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Walls. I'm excited about today's guest. She is a meditation coach, a nutritional therapist, and a spiritual director. She's had some challenges in her career, And then after studying international relations and law in the UK, she hit a wall, like most of us do. We are going to dig deep into those challenges today in the hope that you walk away with something learned from her experiences. I'm fascinated to share with you her journey about her amazing transformation. Here to talk, Bold Girl Biz is a bold girl talking biz. Let's welcome Lauren Rice to the show. Hi, Robbie. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm I'm really excited. Uh Yes, I am so excited. How are you today? Uh, I'm wonderful. It's a beautiful day out, a little little hot, but can't complain. And, um, you know, just just enjoying my work. Um, I taught a meditation class this morning, had a wonderful time doing that. So yeah, doing pretty awesome. Good. Oh my goodness. So yes, I'm so excited. So let's jump right in. So let's start back with your transformation. Um, so walk us through that and tell us how you began to uh, transform into who you are today and your company and all that. Oh, yeah. That's that's a great question. There's so, so much I could answer with that. Um, So, you know, as you alluded to for your audience, um, I didn't start out in this career path. I think a lot of people, um, you know, they go to school and life experience just sort of happens and and life can kind of direct us in other directions, other take us down other avenues we don't see or expect, but it can turn out to be these wonderful, rich paths. And so I was studying, I I got my MA in international relations, and then I went to law school in London. Um, I was studying to become an international lawyer. um, And I was really busy kind of burning it at both ends, working and studying. Um, And I didn't know it at the time, but I I started to get really sick. I, I didn't realize that I had contracted a a pretty serious Epstein-Barr infection, um, started with a a mononucleosis, and I was exposed to some toxic molds, black mold, actually. And it really threw my body, threw my immune system for a loop. I had all these strange symptoms that kind of seemed unrelated, like weight gain and bloating and skin breakouts and rashes and brain fog and just changes to my glandular system, my thyroid hormones were out of whack, uh, wow. my menstrual periods went out of whack, just all kinds of things. And, and I saw some different practitioners and doctors, and no one was really able to give me a great answer. And I got so sick that I actually just had to take um, a semester off from my graduate law program. So I moved mm-hmm. back to the United States to stay with my family and recover. 
And during that time, I started studying nutritional therapy. It was something that I could understand. I could keep in my head um, despite not feeling very well. And so that began this sort of down the rabbit hole odyssey for me. It just made total sense. I was able to begin to recover from some of my symptoms just through my own learning and research. I had friends who saw what I was doing and became interested and started asking me if I could give them some advice and a small business grew out of that. And then I joined a larger practice where I had uh, probably like three to five years of clinical experience doing nutritional therapy and then also epigenetics counseling. Um, All the while at the same time, I was practicing spiritual direction uh, sort of in my my private life. It was Uh my my night job. And so after those years of, you know, practicing for myself, joining a practice, and then continuing to grow in, in my nutritional therapy, um, understanding and just work with different types of cases. I've worked mm-hmm. with people with heavy biotoxin illness, high viral loads, lots of allergies, food sensitivities, high performers, athletes, um, nice. artists, things like that. So I really got to see the gamut. And But what I realized is that after that time, I, I really wanted to integrate the work that I was doing externally to my professional work into the work that I was doing with my clients, which was the spiritual direction and the mindfulness coaching. And you may oh. ask, well, well, what is that? Yes. Well, spiritual direction is essentially... It is a type of companioning of another person. It, it's not coaching necessarily mm-hmm. um, the way you would think of like a life coach. It's someone who you meet with who helps you explore what's happening in your own spiritual journey. What are the leanings and um, motions that your own inner self is calling you to pay attention to. And of course, mindfulness practice is a practice of cultivating awareness of both your mental state, but also your physical state and how to read your body signals. So I found that when I, when I started to integrate those into my nutritional therapy, my clients were having not just great results, but like fantastic transformational results. Um, And so integrating both the Western allopathic scientific approach with um, some of the alternative Uh um, approaches, focusing on the interior of a person as well as the exterior. That I think was really when I realized, okay, this is, this is what needs to be done because this is, this is what the world needs to truly find healing because we're multidimensional beings. Um, Walk me through an example because you gave some big words there and I'm not sure we quite can grab that. So if you can give us an example of one of your transformations um, with your clients so that we can um, get that visual. Yes, absolutely. So, so I uh, was working with a woman, um, this was several years ago now. And, um, you know, I sort of will leave out some of the details just to make sure that everyone feels anonymized. Um, So she, um, she was in her you know, maybe like her late forties and she came to me struggling with a lot of gastrointestinal issues. So mm. I ran all the usual tests, you know, mm-hmm. blood chemistry also, um, because I am an epigenetics counselor. I had her use 23andMe labs to sequence her genome. So we could take a look at 
what, um, how, how her body was expressing her genes in relationship to her environment, perhaps her stressors or what she was eating or maybe not eating, you know, supplements she was taking, things like that. And so we kind of ran all of these tests and it became clear to me that she had a pretty severe um, parasitic infection, an intestinal infection, and this was causing her to have all these, these gastrointestinal symptoms, just, you know, crazy constipation, nausea, food sensitivities. Mm. I mean, you name it, she was dealing with it. And she had been struggling for years and she had seen probably five or six different doctors and spent a lot of money on tests. So she was pretty reticent to trust me when she came into my office, but those are always like my favorite people because, nice. because they're, because they're just, they're frightened, you know, and, and they just, they just want to feel well. And, and usually when they do heal, they become um, like their transformation is just, it's so amazing to watch. It's so gratifying. So, so she was pretty cantankerous. Oh, I, um, I would know, say was, so. You know, she was just really stressed and tell us and, what, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm so sorry, but I do feel like, uh, can you explain what is epigenetics? Yes. So epigenetics is the study of how your, your genes your genetic material, the code, mm-hmm. sort of the computer code that makes up you is altered by your environment. So what you eat, what you breathe, what you drink, how you sleep, if there's stressors in your life, you know, what, um, what's going on in your environment shifts your genetic expression. Your genes are actually perfect. There's nothing, there's no deficiencies. There's never anything wrong with your genes. It's, it's environment or sort of toxins or stressors mm. that can even be inherited from That's our true. parents that mm-hmm. actually exactly that trigger um, imbalances. Mm. And so when I study someone's genes, I'm not looking at hmm, what could be wrong with them and how can I fix it? Like what were they born with? It could be a weakness. I'm looking at what has their body been exposed to that is causing them imbalance and what can I help them do or give them so that they can, their body can write that imbalance in itself. Wow. That is really interesting. And uh, I, I hear it a lot and I know everyone has switched to it is a plant-based eating or veganism. Uh, so are you also in tune with the, with the plant-based? Do you recommend your clients to, to do a plant-based and actually really what is plant-based eating? Um, that's a great question. Um, you know, so uh, so plant-based eating is essentially eating that is comprised of food that mostly or the majority comes from plants. So that could be fruits, vegetables, grains, plant-based mm, okay. proteins, things like that. But of course, like any dietary um, you know regimen or any sort of prescribed way of eating, there there can also be unhealthy foods that come with that plant-based is sort of popular, but it doesn't always necessarily mean good, right? You can be eating a plant-based diet and you can be eating, you know, vegan Doritos and (laughs) that's not necessarily, you know, the best thing for you. So, Uh so, but it is something that I, that I do advise most people that I work with to do simply because I find that on balance, the average person doesn't consume enough fruits and vegetables. They tend to be more grain heavy, heavier on proteins, animal or plant-based, heavy on fats, 
things mm, like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just about looking at what somebody's individual needs are. And, and you can, you can certainly be aware of that by what their genome is expressing, but you also also have to look at what's happening real time in their body. So as in the case of the woman that I was mentioning, she, what was part of the root of her dysfunction was she was eating, she was a pescatarian, which okay. means that she was basically eating all the things that vegetarians and, and vegans would eat. So plant-based, but she also would include a lot of fish and it was her main source of protein. It's what she felt comfortable with, but unfortunately it was feeding and was the source of the the parasitic infection that was in her intestines. And she was really nervous to change her diet because she had tried so many different things and she felt like this was working for her. But eventually, you know, we were sitting in my office and we just had this tearful moment where I said, look, you're here, whatever you're doing obviously isn't working for you, right? right? Because you're not feeling well. That's the thing that people have such a hard time separating themselves from. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with. They say, Mm -hmm. Oh, I know what works for my body. And I don't say this to them, but internally I think, well, then why are you here? You know, you found yourself here. Um, That would be the mindfulness part of it, correct? Exactly. So my next step with her was to sort of lead her through a body awareness. So I didn't try to change her diet drastically right away. I just had her begin a process for her. She had a daily journaling habit. So we went down that avenue, but not everyone has to use a food journal. So I would have her just write about her impressions about how she felt when she eat it. I would eat, or, or when she would eat her food, and I would also have her um, her take like little video diaries of herself after she had her meals, just so that she could really reflect. And then we went over them together after a week's worth of her eating. And she was able to really pinpoint that she had some delayed reactions to certain things Mm -hmm. that she wasn't noticing because she was just busy with work or whatever was happening in her life. We we don't eat in a vacuum. That's the thing. So it's so hard to isolate. If you have a meal and there's seven or eight different things in it, it can be hard to figure out what's the one thing. So that's why I have people cultivate a body awareness practice so that they can become more aware of themselves and focused on themselves rather than focused on the externals of the food. And she also was in a a kind of destructive personal relationship at the time that I just think was also making her feel like she couldn't make positive changes. And so through some of our, our, our inner um, exploration and mind body awareness work, she was able to, to realize that that was also at the root of a lot of her, her fears about um, kind of making healthier choices for herself. Mm -hmm. And so her transformation was incredible. Um, After about three months of working with her, even six weeks in, she, she had such a transformation. Most of her GI issues cleared up once we were able to treat the infection. But I really think that the most important thing that we did was treat her relationship to her own body. Um, and so that mm. that's why you have to take this multidimensional approach. It can't just be about, okay, exactly what diet do I follow? But what is happening internally for me? Right. What do I feel when I consume certain things versus other things? And also thinking about nourishment and consumption is not just about you know, calories or macronutrients or even specific foods or ingredient labels. Think also about what you're consuming in terms of what you read, what you let rent space in your head, what you give your time to, what shows do you watch, what per, what relationships do you have right. in your personal life, what friendships do you keep around you? Because all those things are part of what nourish you and the consumption of those things also alters you. It alters wow. your environment. 
And so your, so your step and process is first the, the epigenetics, and then there's a mindfulness piece and the meditation. And currently you are teaching meditation classes to help people get balanced. I do. Yes. I teach them right now. I'm in the middle of a, a series in benefit of the color of change, uh, which I is a that. racial and social justice advocacy organization for any of your listeners that don't know. Um, because I felt like I, I wanted to do something more to mm-hmm. serve my, my community. And I think that these are really challenging times for everyone on all levels, no matter who you are, no matter what your life experience is, we're all so going through such massive changes. Such and I, massive changes. I, yes. And we need the support. And sometimes like we don't have it from our personal relationships or at work or we just, we don't have supportive practices. And so if I can give someone something that they can do at their desk for 10 or 15 minutes, mm-hmm. that can really change their day and it can change how they interact with others. I really focus on helping people to, um, Tara Brock, who's a fantastic meditation teacher. She has a school, um, near where I live in DC called insight meditation. And she teaches that people should learn to respond rather than react. And I, I love the way that she puts it. Um, Because if you think about if we could have a nation of people who could respond and not react, there would be a lot of people alive today that maybe wouldn't be. There would be a lot of lives very different. Respond and not react. That, That is a big, big mindfulness piece because that person has to have that right mindset to not react. And to really respond in the correct form, what that correction, you know, will be. But yes, I I love that. And also what I find is what, and so, so everything, all of this teaching feeds onto itself. It feeds all the sides feed a person. So not just Mm -hmm. the healthy food that they're eating and not just what they're bringing into their mind and to their experience with these types of practices and cultivating healthy relationships. It all plays together because of course, if you're eating a diet of foods that are inflammatory for you, highly processed, maybe lots of added sugars or um, preservatives, things like MSG, it's it's known typically as natural flavors, any natural flavor on a label, you just want to stay away from that causes electrical storms in the brain. But these things alter our gut microbiota and they change our neurotransmission. So that's kind of a, a, a fancy medical way of saying that the foods that we eat impact our personality and our emotions. Absolutely. And so if you, for instance, have a food desert, right, maybe a low income, low resource area where people are not getting access to high quality fresh foods, um, that will really impact their mental state. It will, it will feed um, imbalance. It will feed anxiety and depression. Mm. And because of other aspects that may be happening in their lives, right? There may be high crime, you know, financial resource instability, those things are stressors that can, that can kind of have a perfect storm uh, be created where uh, trauma really can persist through generations. And so nutrition is a part of, of healing that, but also so is the mindfulness. So that's why I pair them together because I think it's really, it's, it's like swimming upstream to try and treat a person only through one of those avenues. You, you really do have to look at them as a, as an individual with a whole. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So uh, let walk us through um, when you are meditating um, and um, what, 
does your audience with the color change? I really love that title and I love what you're doing. That work is phenomenal. Um, so how does that work? So this series that I'm doing right now, this is a, it's a special series um, in benefit of this organization. And so um, next week will be the fourth part in our four part series. And, and so it was really designed for people that didn't really have much basis in mindfulness or meditation. So it's just okay. very simple. Um, the first week we just focused on body awareness, kind of focus, kind of recognizing where your body is in space. So closing your eyes, feeling wow. the, your physical sensations, feeling perhaps the weight of your body sitting on something, feeling grounded. Okay. Even that sounds very basic and simple, but for a lot of people, they're very separated from yes. their physical experience. They only notice their body if they're in pain or if they're hungry or if they have some need, they don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think right now, how is your left elbow feeling? I mean, you probably wouldn't have thought about it at all unless it was hurting you. You wouldn't notice that it just felt good. And so developing a body awareness is really, really important, especially to help manage um, something called the enteric nervous system, which is a whole second nervous system that you have in your gut that impacts the rest of your body. So that is so that's what we sort of do in the beginning of the series. We help people focus on their breath. And then after they have an awareness of those things, I work with them on how they can change their breath and actually use their breath to move energy through their body to so cool. induce healing states. And then last week, what we focused on was emotional self-regulation, becoming aware of the emotions in the body. But you can't just jump in with that right away. You first have to get people grounded, people get grounded. people comfortable. Mm, right. this, is, this is the wonderful, deep, paradoxical truth. In order to really create change, you have to accept the self. You have to accept things or a situation exactly as it is, because mm. that's the only way that you have the foundational basis that you have that level of trust either with yourself or with others to begin to institute those changes. Meditation really made me understand that in a, in a fuller way once I started teaching it. And yes. then that fed back into my work with my clients. So this is why I teach this because it shows people how to change themselves. Most of the time, we don't really have a roadmap for that. I love that. That is a great roadmap. So how can our audience get in touch with you? And yeah, let us know all of your information. This is awesome. Yes. Yeah, so my website is bloom. So www.bloom, like what a flower does, oh. mind, body. So M-I-N-D. B-O-D-Y.com. So <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, because Bloom, I love the imagery of that, right? It's it's that things are happening under the surface and oh. then that's that's we blossom. And also there's the stretching towards the light. It's I always want people to to reach for the light in themselves because that is how we grow. Um, so it's Bloom Mind Body, just one M.com. You can also find me. I'm on Instagram. I'm at bloom, B-L-O-O-M underscore mind body, M-I-N-D-B-O-D-Y. Um, I publish a pretty regular blog. So if you subscribe on my website, you'll get all kinds of healing meditation tips, information on nutritional therapy, how to eat for your genes, um, things like that. And my weekly meditation class, if you go to my website, 
um, you'll find a page where you can sign up and donate to the Color of Change and then you'll be sent a join link. And that's if you go to the Bloom Studio page on my website. You'll also find other healing meditations, past ones and classes that I've done that are hosted there. I'll probably be doing some more series um, online. Yes. So, you know, if people stay tuned, uh, they, can, they can find me. I, that is so exciting. I love that. You are doing great, great work. Um, thank you so, so very much. This has been so informational. I have learned uh, so much, um, especially about epigenetics. I am, I'm very interested in that. I think in our audience would be too. Um, it, se it seems like an easy process, but it definitely will help the body to uh, conform to what we should be doing. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. This is the thing is that we are, you are always trending towards health. Your body is consistently healing, performing regenerative mm -hmm. and reparative actions, but it just doesn't always have enough of the raw materials or it might spend a lot of its time in a stressed out state. And so there's some uphill um, work to do right. in those arenas for some people, but if they can figure out what some of those things are and move some of those obstacles out of the way, then health, uh, weight loss, you know, symptom reduction, sense of peace and balance, better sleep, whatever it is, those things just sort of naturally fall into place. They're a side effect of being healthy. They're not so they're something now. to strive for. Yes, yeah, so needed now in these in, in these times that we are living in um, that we didn't see coming, of course. <laughs> uh, of course. But that is so needed. Thank you so much, Lauren Rice. Uh, we are definitely bold women on a mission. I'm Robbie Walls, and I hope that you have enjoyed this. Please uh, leave a comment, and I will see you next time on Bold Girl Biz. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening to Bold Girl Biz. If you've enjoyed today's lessons learned, leave us a comment or review. And for today's show notes, head over to boldgirlbiz.com and click podcast. While you're there, you'll find tools to help you power through your journey to success to achieve your goals. Always remember... I believe in you, you are powerful, and you are bold. See you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.